Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Apple has agreed to pay $113 million for slowing down old iPhones on purpose. Yep, nothing teaches a company a lesson like finding them 0.0005% of their total worth. From the After 9 Podcast Studios, this is After 9 with Scott and Kat. Well, a good day and welcome to what's probably a new zone for you, depending on where you're listening from. What's happening, everybody? (laughs) Welcome to the gray slash red slash orange slash yellow zone. I don't think anybody's in the green right now, are they? Um, I don't don't think so. I don't think there's anybody in the green zone either, and that probably makes sense. We've got a lot of cases breaking out. We're going to talk about COVID coming up in just a few, because what happened this weekend was stupid. First off, some DMs, though. Yeah, let's get to some DMs. We'll have a little bit of fun here. We were talking about the Masked Singer a lot in last week's, a couple of podcasts, I think, last week. Uh, We are hardcore into the Masked Singer And so is Sarah. Sarah sent me a DM. Hey, just finished um, listening to the podcast. Here's my seahorse prediction. That's where I'm stuck. Who is the seahorse? She's got a great voice. Uh, Sarah says, I think it's Tori Kelly. She's a Christian. She literally just released a Christmas album a couple weeks ago. Her relation to Hunter Hayes, who was the astronaut that came out, you know, during that clue thing. Yes. Yep. That makes sense, actually. Yeah, she's got a connection. She competed against him and won on America's Most Talented Kids back in the day. She's also never been in a girl group. Um, And then she said, listen, I pulled one of her songs from her new Christmas album. It sounds like a match. Um, It threw me off a bit when she did Britney Spears, but I think it's still her. Okay, that's a great guess. Mm. I like that. Okay, I like it. Declare your picks. That's good. Tori Kelly. I figured it was somebody R&B-ish, but I didn't know who. I guessed, I think it was Monica. Like, the other half of Brandy and Monica. Yeah, I... Like, Boy Is Mine, Angel of Mine. Tori Kelly makes sense song. to me, because Tori Kelly's voice is... I remember when she did the Disney sing-along special a while back, and I was, mm-hmm. like, blown away. And, and the seahorse definitely has a great voice. And I feel like the seahorse is also holding back a little bit. You know how sometimes they do that because they don't want it to be known who they are. So they kind of change up their voice a bit. I could see her changing up her voice to not sound like her as much, but it is her. Anyway, great guess. Thank you, Sarah. We appreciate all the guesses. And to the person who DM me and said it's definitely Aaron Carter, not Nick Carter. Oh, you're nuts. There's no way that's Aaron Carter. And if it is, I will be pretty surprised. Okay. Uh, any other DMs there that you want to read? Um, um, n- no, there were. We did get a couple of messages about uh, the zones and people being nervous about them going into certain zones. So let's go there because this weekend, I mean, we weren't even going into full out lockdown here where I am in Kitchener Waterloo. And Scott, it was like we were about to go into lockdown or people were confused about whether or not the malls would be open because the malls, the shopping centers were absolutely nuts. Listen, I, we've been saying this for years. We know this because we're on the radio. We can literally say something on the radio and then two minutes later have somebody call or text us and say, yeah, what did you say a few minutes ago about this? 
it's amazing that they can hear the general concept, but not the details. It happens all the time. Mm-hmm. And so I'm not surprised that there's confusion here. Government, you should take note of this. Uh, public health officials, you should take note of this, too. People are very fucking confused. I think people in Waterloo region and Durham region heard the word lockdown in that news conference on Friday, and then they heard they're going to the red and thought they were going into lockdown. First off, we all know what lockdown looks like because we went through it back in the spring. By now, people should know they're not closing stores. There's not a rule that you can't leave your house. There's, there, it's not like grocery stores and pharmacies mm-hmm. and places like that are shut down. So why on earth you're panic buying, I don't understand. Like That's just stupid. There's no point in doing it. However... For people that misunderstood and thought, oh, fuck, they're locking us down. Yeah, there's a lot of people that did get locked down. Peel region and Toronto is a huge portion of Ontario's population. But the other areas, it's not a lockdown. Red is not a lockdown. I've actually got the details here. Do you want me to run some of them down? Uh, sure. You know what? It's never a bad idea to really clarify this because I know there is confusion. And I know it for a fact because people were texting me and asking me. Uh, so so can you clarify what I can do for Christmas and what I can't? So go for it. Okay. So we'll start off with the gray zone. Gray is above red. It is a lockdown. The only two regions in the gray right now are Toronto and Peel for at least 28 days, four weeks. Non-essential retailers are closed for in-person shopping. You can only curbside pickup. Personal services, that's your hairstylists and your nail salons, closed. Restaurants can only offer pickup or delivery. There's no indoor dining in Toronto or Peel. And there's a couple other restrictions to that. There's capacity limits for churches and places of worship. Uh, You can't have anybody in your house that doesn't live in your house. So no more play dates with your friend. No more, hey, I'm going to be in town. I'll drop by and, and see your tree. No helping people move. Nothing like that. There's no gatherings of any kind with Mm -hmm. people from outside your home. Mm -hmm. Now, if you're in the red zone, red is Halton, Hamilton, Waterloo region is in the red, Durham region is now in the red, places like that. Social gatherings are capped at five people indoors. Capacity in churches, 30%. Restaurants can't have any more than 10 people inside at a time and no more than four people sitting together at a table. Everyone who goes to a restaurant is supposed to leave their contact information. And by the way, stop shitting on hostesses and servers because you don't want to leave your personal information. Are people doing that, really? My sister and my brother both work in hospitality. Probably a couple times a week, I hear from both of them. They just want to vent because people are freaking out on them that they have to give a phone number or an address or an email address just to go and sit in a restaurant. Oh, that's that's really disappointing. Listen, the hostess. Yeah. The hostess at uh, fucking Eastside Mario's didn't make this policy. It's not her policy. You can go to the top of the chain. You can go to the provincial government. You can go to the federal government. You can go to public health. You can go to your municipality, wherever you want. But stop shitting on the people who just work there. They have nothing to do with it. Booze can only be served until 9 p.m. And an establishment has to be closed by 10 p.m. There's also restrictions on fitness classes in gyms. Sports teams are back to practicing only. No competition. And there's restrictions on the retail stores that are open as far as capacity and distancing. 
in the red zone, you're just a couple cases away from going gray. You don't want to go gray. And I feel horrible for the people that are in the gray. I get that they had to do something. I don't know if this is going to work, but I get that they had to do something. These restrictions are, it's funny because the red, you would feel like the red is the lockdown. And I kind of feel like it's not really that different. For example, I had dinner on Saturday night. I was in Grimsby. I went to an Italian restaurant and I went there specifically because they set up these little clear greenhouses outside on their patio. So you can basically dine indoors, outdoors. You get your own greenhouse. You uh, have a little fireplace or heater in there. It stays nice and warm and you don't have to worry about covid droplets getting in you you're good i thought it was really nice yeah, i didn't even really notice there was any new restrictions but there was there's a ton of restrictions out there and it's hard for restaurants in particular and retail stores not the big box stores the mom and pop shops the ones that are not a franchise really really hard for them to make ends meet yeah and you know with toronto and peel being locked down that doesn't just affect toronto and peel there's a lot of people who live in say halton but work in peel that live in york but work in toronto that sort of thing they're kicked out of work and they didn't do anything wrong Mm -hmm. it's really fucking frustrating i uh i get it and i think it sucks I don't know what the alternative would have been. I mean, unless we just decide as a society, we're not going to do anything. We're just going to let COVID run rampant. Okay, if we make that decision, we can. But then we've got public health issues to deal with. Locking things down, I really don't know what other choice they had. Do right. you, can you think of anything else we could have done? Um, I mean, no, I don't think so at all. Honestly, I'm just, I'm more concerned about what this past weekend is going to do for numbers, to be honest with you, because... I mean, you mentioned the panic buying, and and it's not the same as the first wave. The first wave came around, and people were panic buying essential items because for some reason, they in their mind, they were like, ah, the grocery stores are going to close, and I can't get my toilet paper, and I can't get all the things I need. And we all know now that is not the case. Okay, That's not That's, how it works. But... This time around, it's different, though, Scott. They're not panic buying those things. I was at the grocery store that's attached to a mall in Waterloo on the weekend. I could barely get a parking spot, and the mall was flooded with people. When I tell you there's a waiting, there's lines to get into every store, I mean every store. Even those shitty stores that nobody really ever enters, there were people waiting in line to get it just because they needed to get some kind of a Christmas gift is what I took from it. I assume that a lot of those people were Christmas shopping, and I even overheard people on their phone. And by the way, again, I'm in a red zone area now. We did not even lock down. Those malls are still going to be open. I'm not even talking about Toronto, for example, where it's also, it was brutal this weekend. But here in KW even, I'm worried about what that's going to do to numbers, to be honest with you. Over in Toronto, meanwhile, where we know they're locked down, a girlfriend of mine works at one of the major malls there. Let's just put it that way. I think we can all guess there's a few pretty big ones. She told me, um, as she works in the customer service area, that their limit is 1600 They were freaking out, trying to figure out how to control the situation, because at last check, they counted 2,600 people, roughly, inside that mall at one time, when the limit is 1600 for the entire place. Over 1,000 people there that should not have been there uh, over capacity. 
And I get that they don't have the manpower to control every door, but do they have a a fucking clue what's going on here? You need to regulate how many people come into the building. Because you can't just after the fact say, oh, whoops, sorry, that's just the way it works. Not right before a lockdown kicks in. That's bullshit. It's messed up. And and they do have those capacity numbers, you think, for a reason to control that capacity number. But there were many different, there were many problems, I'm sure. But each store has their own capacity limit. And every store has been really great to adhering to it from what I've seen, by the way, even on a slow day, I've noticed, you know, there's a sign up five people, please count the amount of people or there's someone at the door counting for you. And they say, wait right there. You can't come in. Great. Fine. I'm glad that there's that kind of control. But in the malls, there's no control. I d- so uh, anyway that it, guys it was brutal like when I say it was brutal there were almost like fist fights in the parking lot it was like it was Christmas Eve and everything was open for one day only to get your shit basically so yes I am worried about what's going to come from that numbers wise for them I think it's just going to get worse even though they're in lockdown so at least the lockdown should help also yeah there's the there's the situation of people that are traveling and coming or going west or going north or going where they need to because. Oh, I got to do my Christmas shopping. Well, I got to do it. And you know there's going to be people doing it. There are people doing it right now. That so much this weekend. Well, I live in Orangeville and people are going to come here and shop. Because they do. They do. Yeah. But let me just say this. Let me just say this to Toronto and Peel. And I love you. I really, really do. When the premier announced that you guys were going into the gray, that wasn't just he woke up in the morning and said, well, Time to fuck with people. Let's do this. Like, this has been building for about six weeks. The numbers have been going up and up and up and up. And you guys had warnings like you've got to change your ways or this is what's going to happen. Everybody knew that a lockdown was basically inevitable if the numbers kept growing. But there was a lot of people, not everybody, because I know that there are some people who take this seriously and they're following the rules. But there's a lot of people that said, oh, fuck it. I don't care. I won't get that sick or I won't catch it. Or if you do catch it, your odds of survival are great. So I don't give a shit. And that's fine. You can feel however you want to feel. But that's why you're in the situation you're in now. We've been told the capacity number for the ICU, for example, is 150. Once we hit 150 people in the ICU, that's where they really have to start looking at increasing restrictions. We've been over 150 for a while now. It's a little bit less, a little bit more, a little bit less, a little bit more. And that's worrisome for the powers that be that have to make sure we've got a functioning healthcare system. Because right. it's not just COVID. The same shit that normally puts people in the hospital any other time is still happening. There's people having strokes and heart attacks and car accidents and this, that, and the other thing. We can't have the ICU or the emergency room in general under that kind of stress. We just can't do it. So they got to do something to get the numbers down. And if you didn't listen to the to the warnings before and you're pissed off now that you're locked down thinking, well, fuck it. I'll just go to Barry and shop. I'll just go to Kitchener and shop. I'll go to Ajax and do my Christmas shopping. The premier specifically asked you not to do that. And if you're going to not listen to that, that kind of underscores why you're in lockdown to begin with, because you didn't listen to those things. Right. And again, I'm not painting everybody with the same brush. I know that there's people who are trying hard to do the right thing, and we all cheat a little bit. I'm not going to sit here and preach and pretend I haven't broken some of these rules myself. I have. 
Sure. I've gone to people's houses that I don't live with. I've been in someone's house when there was more than 10 people there, when there was the 10-person limit. Now, I made an effort to distance myself, and I spent most of my time hanging out outside, just came in for the food and then back outside. But nonetheless, I, I have broken some rules, and I think most people have. But for the most part, people generally follow the guidance. It's the ones who don't give a shit at all that are just flagrantly not only not wearing a mask, but chastising those who do. The people who are saying, I'm, it's my birthday, and no matter what, I'm having a birthday party, and everybody's coming over. We're going to rent out a storage locker and party for my birthday. Sorry, but that's the sort of shit. If you're the person who had a wedding with 160 people at it, and that wedding turned out to have created 45 new cases, you're part of the problem. Great that you had your day, but now everybody else is locked down, and you're part of the problem. Businesses are shut. People are losing money left, right, and center, and I don't know what's going to happen next. I mean, one of two things could happen. Either this is going to work, and we're all going to have a holly jolly no. Christmas, <laughs> or it's going to do nothing really to move the needle, and they're going to leave us in these restrictions for the foreseeable future. Right. And, you know, the next step, by the way, is hardcore enforcement. And hardcore enforcement is when they start blocking travel between regions. Right now, they're asking you not to leave Toronto to go to uh, Halton at the premium outlets there to do your shopping. They're asking you not to do it. But if people keep doing it anyway, then they're just going to keep bringing down the hammer. Mm -hmm. And I got to think the next step is start checking IDs. Oh, really? You have the wrong postal code. Get the fuck out of here. And here's a ticket for coming. Yeah. And I don't see... That's not that unrealistic. It could get that way. No, for sure. I mean, you remember um, in the beginning, too, where there there were some parts of the world, and and it didn't happen here as much, but there were some parts of the world where the lockdown was that serious, where there was people roaming the streets checking on you. Where are you going? Who Who are you? Where do you work? Where are you from? You might remember in the beginning, too, a lot of essential workplaces had to issue letters and make mm-hmm. sure your ID is available because in case you get pulled over and everyone was worried about it. I, I never heard of anyone actually having to go through that or show a letter. Me but either. It, I have one, but yeah. I never heard of anyone having to use Me it. Me too, but I'm so nervous about it. I still have it in my glove box because I'm like, I gotta, I go into work every day. I don't want to, just in case. Now, they're not doing that right now, but you're absolutely right. I, I think that would be the, the, the worst case scenario. I don't, uh, we're not going to be able to, okay, so this is in place for 30 days, right? So these most recent changes are, th- are a 30-day rule. Could they change it back? Yeah. Could right before Christmas they do it? Yeah. But they're not going to. I don't think they are. They're not going to encourage people to get together after we just went through all of this, even if, even if it does get better. And like I said, it's not going to. Because all the shit that's happening right now, people are worried that they're, if they're not in lockdown right now, that they're going to be in lockdown. So they're panic shopping. They're panic shopping for Christmas. That's exactly what it is. And it will continue to happen over the next couple of weeks. And the numbers aren't going to get better. That's just my humble prediction. I, uh, I get real frustrated at the people who are instantly making this a racist thing. Oh, well, we're all fucking locked down because of Diwali. And they all had their Diwali parties. And the Diwali parties really? is what got everybody all kicked out of work and school. Oh, no. Schools are still open. Um, listen, we all saw those stories on the news. Police went in, they laid some charges, they broke up some events from people who weren't following the rules because it was Diwali. Listen, before, first off, it takes up to two weeks, and it hasn't even been two weeks since Diwali. So we aren't necessarily seeing Diwali infections right now. But keep in mind, if you want to call out an entire region or an entire ethnic group or race within a region for celebrating a holiday... 
just keep in mind that you got to be fair about it. And right around the corner is a very substantial Jewish holiday that involves eight crazy nights. And shortly after that is a big Christian holiday, which involves an eve and a day and then a big shopping day the next day. Listen, you got to be fair about this to just I get that you're angry and you want to vent about something, but making racist comments about Diwali really isn't helpful either. That's not necessarily the reason you're locked down. There was a lot of spread happening in those areas long before Diwali, and we haven't even really started to see the Diwali numbers yet, nearest I can tell. So let's try and not make it racist. Let's also stop attacking people. There's still some people that want to hold on to a little bit of hope for Christmas. So, Dr. Fauci, on the weekend, he was out with, uh, what was it, USA Today, and Mm -hmm. they asked him about Santa Claus. Hey, is Santa still coming this year, or is Santa going to be canceled this year? Fauci knew what they were asking, and he gave the perfect answer. He said, uh, you know what? You don't have to worry about Santa catching COVID or spreading COVID. Santa Claus is COVID immune, and he will still be coming this year. So all the kids, if you're a good boy or girl, Santa Claus is coming to see you this year. Great. Nice message. Now people are fucking fighting about that. Santa Claus isn't COVID. That's sending the wrong message. And you need a vaccine, or he has to have had it to have immunity. Can we not? Can we not read too much into what he said? Take it for what it is. It was meant to be a nice, lighthearted, give a little bit of hope to the kids and the families with about a month to go until Christmas. We don't have to analyze the shit out of this. No, there's no science behind it to say that Santa doesn't have COVID fucking 19. But let's all calm down and just take it for what it is. Let the kids have their moment. Let Fauci have his moment. He was trying to do the right thing. Nobody needs to shit on anybody over Santa Claus being declared COVID immune. Right. I can't believe that. It just, uh, that's so stupid. People just want to argue with everybody about everything. They're just ready to fight. And it's, 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 I'm, I'm over it. I'm done with it. Are you done with it? Like what stage are you at? Cause you believe in no, the just, stages of pandemic. I do. No, I just, I hate the shit on, it's mostly just the social media bullshit. I mean, all that stuff you mentioned, it, it appears on social media a lot. And I'm just over these people fucking yelling at people that they shouldn't over over stuff that that they have no control over you know it just pisses me off but yeah no i truly still believe in those stages of pandemic i believe that we are still in a bit of a rebellion stage right now where that's what we're seeing is people saying fuck this like you can't tell me i can't see my family on christmas uh don't you dare tell me i can't go shopping for christmas because i live here fuck that I'm getting in the car and I'm going. And I, I think we're going to see that. I think that's the, like, I don't know. I'm just realistically, that's what I'm seeing a lot of is people pushing back against that and saying, nope, fuck it. I'm still doing it. Yeah, I see a lot of it too. And in a way, I kind of get it because I too intend to yeah. have people over at Christmas. I host Christmas dinner every year and I'm still doing that this year. And I'm going to have one kid who's coming in from the States and another kid who's coming in from B.C. And uh, a mom who is retired and and probably in the high risk group, uh, a sister and a brother who work in hospitality. I mean, it checks all the wrong boxes. But what I will do is I'm going to follow the Quebec model. Quebec proposed a moral contract with all the citizens. And no, it's not a legally enforceable one, but the premier just leveled with people. Hey, listen. If you want to do Christmas this year, I get it. You want to have people over. You want to do things the way you normally do. Fine. We know you're going to do it. But please at least do this. Lay low for the week before Christmas and the week after Christmas. Limit your contacts. 
If you can, fully isolate for the week. If you can't, at least just take every precaution possible for the week leading up to Christmas. That way, when you do have people over, it's a lot less likely that you're going to be spreading COVID around and touching uh, the spoon from the stuffing and the fork from the turkey and then touching your face. And before you know it, people are infected and dying in the new year. Just try and stick to the rules for a week before Christmas and a week after, and then we can all have a fairly somewhat normal Christmas. Mm -hmm. I don't know what was so wrong with that idea. I mean, if that's all I'm being asked... Just at least do it for the week leading up to Christmas? That's a fairly small ask. I don't know why anybody would disagree with that. Do you? Yeah, I don't think that that's a. I don't think it's a. It's a small ask or a, a big ask either. If you want to be able to do it, it's just that where do you draw the line? Because sure, that's great. But then, like, are we talking about? Oh yeah, the 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 fifty of us all isolated before, and we'll isolate after. But, you know, yeah, there's still a limit on gathering. That's the thing is like, you know, I feel like people that will make people more likely to say, all right, well, then a bunch of us are doing it. That's we're all going to do it. But it's not realistic for everybody to even be able to do it. I mean, I go into work every day and well, we're properly distanced here. So, you know, not really a great example. But there's some workplaces where they're not dis- they're not they're not distance. And Scott, they're not wearing masks. And I'm not going to point out who it is. But I've heard I've heard stories. There's people in offices all saying, are you good? Yeah, let's just take our masks off. Like, fuck this. That are in the same office scenario. Are you good? <laughs> no, no, you good? You good? Yeah. Are we comfortable with this? Let's do it. We're destroying our so, economy and spending billions yes. buying tests. Why are we doing and that look, if you can just ask somebody? And I'm with are you. you good? And I'm with you. I'm not, I'm not saying that I'm not putting myself on some pedestal saying, all you suck and I'm doing everything perfectly. Because I'm not. I'm going to probably do some things on Christmas that, meh. I, I don't know. Can I can I make it five people max? I, I, I don't know. Because the problem lies where I have a child in care with my mom and my mom sees other grandkids too. And where are we at with that? I mean, sure, we could we could get together separately, individually. That's an option. But what's the difference if I'm seeing one person or one family or whatever on one day and the person the, the next day? It's the same shit as us all being in the same fucking room together almost. Right. Like I just this is where all those gray areas lie for a lot of people where you're 100 percent. You know, right. there's a lot of little gray areas and, and a lot of little gray will probably make for one big gray and we'll all be in the fucking gray zone by January. <laughs> yeah. Listen, I've said this before in the podcast. And just to put a little bow on this segment, I'm going to say it again. It doesn't matter if you think this is bullshit It doesn't matter if you think this is a pandemic. It doesn't matter if you're mad because you feel like China attacked us. It doesn't matter if you are uh, if you've already had it and feel like you are immune. Like none of the shit matters. The stuff you see from people ranting and raving on Facebook and maybe you're one of those people that's ranting and raving about, oh, oh, we're getting fucked and they're stealing our liberties. It doesn't matter. The only thing that matters is the actual number. Whether you agree with that or not, new daily infections, hospitalizations, ICU visits, those are the three things that the government and the public health people are looking at. Mm -hmm. Those are the only three things. So the sooner we all row in the same direction, the sooner we can get closer to getting back to normal. But if we keep saying fuck this and start rebelling and the numbers keep going up and up and up, it's only going to lead to an economic catastrophe in this country, which I still see coming. I yep. still see the real estate market completely collapsing, not too far from now. And I still see uh, lockdowns in our future. 
if we don't get it under control now. Agree or disagree, it doesn't matter. We all just have to do it for a couple of weeks, get the numbers back down to manageable like we did in the summer, and then we're good. Don't give me this shit about, well, the masks don't work and, and, and all that other nonsense I'm reading online. And, and I don't even disagree with you in some cases, but it doesn't matter. Just all do it for a couple of weeks until the numbers are under control and then we're good. Are we good on that? I, uh, are we you ever going to be good? We could go for hours you on know, this. That's I the mean, thing. I know we could. That's the thing. Um, yeah, you just be safe, everybody. Just be smart. Um, and I don't even know what else to tell you. It, it, try your best to stay in your zone. Um, and we'll all get through this together as long as we're not all dumb about it, I guess. Well, part of the problem is there's too many people that feel like they should be the exception to the rule. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, we're locked down. Okay, fine. But I have to do this, and that's important. Okay, well, when everybody is saying, but I have to do that or this or this or that, uh, that's when we run into problems. And that's why there's all kinds of Toronto license plates out at the Toronto premium outlets, which are not in Toronto. They're in Halton. And that was one of the ones that people kept messaging me about on the weekend. Uh, No doubt about it, Scott. Halton, because of that, might take a hit just because of the people coming there, I think. Well, the thing is, it's really only going to hurt Toronto because while people may decide I'm going to leave my house in Toronto and go to the premium outlets or my Costco in Brampton is closed. So I'll just go to the Costco in Woodbridge on the other side of uh, Highway 50. Okay, sure. You don't go to the hospital where you shop. You go to the hospital where you live. So this is only going to keep hurting Peel and Toronto. You don't walk into Costco, get COVID, and then, boom, I better go right to the hospital. A couple weeks from now, you'll be sitting in your living room and then start to feel a little tickle in your throat, or you'll realize you've had a headache for three days, and then, boom, you got to go and get admitted where you live. You're not going to go back to the hospital in the area you shopped at or may have caught it at. And the infection gets reported where you live. You're also not helping the areas that you're going to, but you're not helping. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yourself either. Uh, okay, a couple of quick things here. Number one, the Raptors are going to look real different this year. Uh, I like Serge Ibaka, and he's gone. He's going to LA to play with Kawhi and the Clippers. I don't think it's going to have that big an impact on the team. I mean, uh, Ibaka's great, and and he has certainly been clutch in certain circumstances. The overall. Um, uh, Uh, performance of the team, I don't think it's going to be greatly diminished by Ibaka leaving. Gasol? Mm, Gasol is very up and down. He's going to L.A. He's going to play with LeBron and the Lakers. Mm. He's probably going to win another NBA championship. No, probably. I mean, I don't. You can't blame them, too. You get you get sad because, you know, that's our team is the Raps and and this team worked together so well. And maybe it, it, it opens us up to new superstars, right? Maybe it does. I am so happy that Freddie Van Vliet is sticking around for four more years. I like him a lot. You know, he retweeted himself that tweet when he he put it out a long time ago, but bet on yourself. This is a guy who decided to to sign after not being drafted and proved himself. Now he's got, it was 85 or $89 million contract. 
Fuck yeah, man. You deserve that money. Kyle Lowry was the very first one, too, to message him. Way to go, brother. Good Aww. for you. You deserve this. Yeah. That's awesome. Uh, Boucher is sticking around, too. I think it's important that the Raptors have at least a couple of Canadian guys on the team. So, And he's from Montreal. So great. Cool. Good. Yeah. American Music Awards were last night. Overall, uh, we'll play that package that you used on our FM radio show this morning that sums up all the winners. We'll do that in a yeah. sec. Uh, overall, though, before we get to the winners, what was your take on it? Um, you know what? It was good. I like that there were so many performers, um, good performers, I should say. <laughs> Let me insert good performers on the show, and I thought they did a pretty good job. Too much lip syncing still. I noticed a lot of that, and it's always disappointing to me when that happens. I understand in some circumstances when you're playing large stadiums, you have to because there's too much feedback. It becomes an issue and then your audio is all messed up. So as an artist, you can't do it. I don't know if that was the case here, but there was a lot of that. I noticed several performances where I was going, really? I know you're doing a dance number here, but this is so obviously lip synced. It's crazy. But that's always going to be a thing, I think. But all in all, I thought it was good. I care much more about performers still to this day than I do about the awards themselves because really the money, the money makers are who win. You know, like you can sit there and hand out an award to this person and that person. We all know who fucking wins at the end of the day, the ones making money. So a lot of the winners were in the same categories as those making money. So none, none of it was really a shock or a surprise. It was good to see artists on a stage uh, for the most part, I'm curious what happened backstage. That's the part I'm curious about the most. Just between, you know, you had Bieber there. The weekend was also in the house. Like, did they have the Selena connection? Um, obviously, we know Sean Mendes and Justin are good. They've got the Haley Bieber connection. But again, we all know that they're fine because they have a song together. Um, I'm more curious about what ha- if anything happened backstage. They wouldn't have seen each other face to face. But anyway, that's just where my brain goes. But uh, no, I overall, I liked it. It was good. Okay. Uh, We'll do a nice little uh, summary here of the AMAs, and that will lead into a replay of today's Missed Connections from our FM radio show on 91.5 The Beat. And hey, guys, we're uh, almost there. We're almost around the corner. It's Thanksgiving week in America. Thursday, Americans will sit down for their turkey dinner. Friday is Black Friday. A week from today is Cyber Monday. Lots of stuff going on. Have yourselves a great one, and we'll be back with a brand new After 9 tomorrow. Her favorite soul R&B album. The American Music Award goes to... The Weeknd, After Hours. Her favorite pop rock song. Dua Lipa, Don't Start Now. Her favorite country song. Dan and Shay with Justin Bieber, 10,000 Hours. Her favorite soul R&B female artist. Doja Cat. Her favorite Latin female artist. Becky Hughes. Her favorite rap hip-hop song. It's some wop, wop, wop. Cardi B and Megan Thee Stallion. Her favorite soul R&B song. The Weekend Heartless. For new artist of the year. Doja Cat. Her favorite pop rock duo or group. BTS. Her favorite Latin album. Bad Bunny, yo hago lo que me da la gana. Her favorite soul R&B male artist. The Weekend. For collaboration of the year. Dennis Shea with Justin Bieber. 10,000 hours. For artist of the year. Taylor Swift. The reason I'm not there tonight is I'm actually re-recording all of my old music in the studio where um, where we originally recorded it. So it's been amazing, and I can't wait for you to hear it. But have a great night. I love you so much, and thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you for this. It's time for Missed Connections. I find there's no better way to start off a week than hearing the stories of people trying to find somebody. And, you know, it could have started in person. It could have started online on an app. 
whatever. Now one person's looking for the other, and they told their story in an online forum. We intercept those every single week and bring you the best of them right here. The first misconnection is called peekaboo. <laughs> Man for woman. We were playing peekaboo between the aisles at the grocery store. I think you enjoyed it as much as I did. We were both in line waiting to be told by the dude at Sobeys what aisle we needed to stand in. You were a big, heavy set woman with a green camouflage outfit on. You went in to lean into my aisle to grab a vitamin water and said, Sorry. That's when I went, Whoa, didn't see you there. <laughs> this is a strange interaction so far. It was a camouflage joke, and I'm not sure you got it because you scurried back to your cart in a panic. I kept poking my head over the median full of chocolate bars and Pepsi cans, saying, Hey, hi, Marco, <laughs> Polo. The aisles were trying to keep us apart. After you finished up, you were parked on the other side of the store. I didn't want to go bug you, but just know that I've been thinking about you ever since. So peekaboo, beautiful woman, I see you. <laughs> it does legitimately sound like they were playing peekaboo in the grocery store. What, wait, were they playing or was he playing by himself? Well, that's a little bit up for debate here. But either way, she was kind of in on this. Um, what I was... The red flag I was wondering about is, do does a woman like it if you say, you are a heavy set woman wearing camouflage? <laughs> Probably not a good way to describe. <laughs> like, you could have left, you could have described her any other way. You didn't need to do that. You were the big old, you had the big old booty. What is the next step if they actually do find each other? Is, is this a date where they play peekaboo in a, another spot? Peekaboo. Hi there. I'm over here at this table. You sit at that table because we're in a red zone right now. <laughs> the aisles were keeping us apart. That's just like that's COVID. And usually even without COVID, you shouldn't be that close to the other person in the grocery store. Right. So just calm down, dude. At least thank you for following the arrows on the floor. That's great. Peekaboo. There's nothing sexy about a game of peekaboo. I play that with my 20 month old. I don't know. I've had a few fun games of peekaboo in the past. Okay, all right. Here, okay, yeah, I suppose it <laughs> <laughs> And then right after, you usually hear, woo, 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 woo. <laughs> uh, we don't recommend. We don't recommend. Uh, this one is, okay, this is weird, Scott. <clears throat> this is called the pie gifter. Who are you? It's a woman for question mark. I went to my car after a long day. When I say long day, I truly mean it more than most people. My dog passed away last week. My hours were cut at work recently, and I also split from my boyfriend after two years, not too long ago. So what a wonderful surprise when I went to my car around 6 p.m., and sitting on top of it was a beautiful key lime pie. It was in a white box with no note attached. Everyone who knows me knows I love key lime pie. I looked around. Nobody was in sight. I sat in my car, opened the box, and I ate it right there with a straw that I found on my front dashboard. So you sucked it. You didn't eat it. It was amazing. I called a few friends. Nobody would confess it was them who gave me the pie. They also encouraged me not to eat it. 
I didn't listen, though. I ate half in the parking lot, and as I type this, I'm completing the pie. So, Key Lime Pie Fairy, I know you're looking out for me, even though nobody else seems to be happy for me. Just know that I truly appreciate you and the gesture. Who sits in the car and eats half a pie that a stranger left? With the straw. Where did the pie come from? Who made the pie? What's in the pie? Girl, ask yourself some questions. What some people call key lime, we call antifreeze, and it's there to get rid of the animals. (laughs) The color is not from the limes. (laughs) Who sits in their car and eats half a pie? Is anyone checking on her right now? Is she okay? What happened after she hit send on this? On Craigslist? What happened after that? Where is she? When you've just had a day and a pie magically appears and you think, I'm just going to eat this now, right here. I don't even have a fork. I'll use a straw. I'm eating a whole pie. I don't know who sent it, what's in it, but I'll eat it. It seems like a great idea. That is a psychology class case study right there. (laughs) The magic of a mysterious pie. (laughs) I can't even. I can't.